Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. I'm Terry Fluid, joined by Chris today. What, what an exciting, exhilarating end, end to that game of Anarchy. football. Madness. I mean, absolute madness. Weak red cards. A little bit of card. You can understand Southampton losing their minds. They know they're getting relegated. They, they, they led the game. They pulled themselves back into it. Super Danny Welbeck. Literally, you've seen the best and the worst yeah, of, of yeah. that player today. We're yeah. going to discuss all of that with you and take your calls on 0203 606 0315. Before you do that, please download the One Football app for us. Massively important. It really does support the, the channel if you do that. But it's also a great free of charge, I will add, application for you to keep up to date with scores, statistics, football uh, news in general, transfer seasons on the way as well. So you want to get that downloaded already for that. Got a special offer coming up for you all a little bit later on as well, especially if you're if you're after some uh, shirts for the World Cup, namely England, if you're an England fan like me. So keep tuned for that. But Chris, straight away, I mean, how would you summarise that performance from your from your team Arsenal today? Uh, very typical. Um, clearly a superior side when Arsenal want to be. Um, however, there's this sense that sometimes we get a bit indulgent in terms of the football that we can play, especially yeah. when we're on top. Um, I don't want to say that Southampton are in a false position at this point during the season because I feel like if you're fighting relegation that's indicative of yeah. the kind of season that you're having. Uh, but at the same time, they have enough quality there um, and there's enough of a structure there where they can be a threat to any team when they're playing anywhere close to what they can do. Um, so whilst you know Arsenal got very complacent, at the same time, it's like you're still facing a team that are capable of doing good things. And they got back into it and it wasn't a lucky goal. It was a very well-worked goal and it was in the middle of a good spell of pressure from Southampton. Yeah. Um, and it was coming to a degree. Um, however, we were saying it that Arsenal can switch it on at any point, especially against sides that are uh, quite clearly inferior to them. Um, Robert should have had the goal, you know, obviously. Yeah, that miss that. from like five yards out. I mean, you're sort of sitting there thinking, oh, after such a great start from the boy, to, to, if the game would have ended 2-2 or, or worse for Arsenal, that moment, that miss for Welbeck would be the standout moment in this game. Beyond his touch for Aubameyang's goal, beyond his first goal, which was brilliant. So kind of glad that he popped up yeah, at, the, at the far been, post. Yeah. And although he's an Arsenal player, he's he's, he's from the United Academy. So yeah. you've, I've always got a slight... Unless, unless his goal damages my team now, yeah. I'm always happy when it's Danny Welbeck. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather yeah. Danny Welbeck score than any other Arsenal yeah. player. But they got over the line. And, and the end of that game, I mean... Can you understand what are your views on the red card? Do you think they were, they, it was well, the right decision by the ref? Let's just talk about like just how hilarious it is that Wilshere was the one who completely started the like he set pace. He started that whole thing off, and by the end of it, he was doing the peacemaking thing and yeah. ushering on any off. Listen, it depends on how you want to kind of see the game in terms of officiating. Do I go strictly by the laws of the game? Yeah. Or do I kind of use a bit of human judgment for better or for worse in terms of how I'm, I'm kind of putting that together? Um, I see that unless it's something that is 
so clearly offensive, so things like spitting in a player's face or pushing a referee, or it's endangering a player, I don't really see the necessity to send players off. At the end of the day, I would look at it as if I'm a referee and paying attention to that game, Stevens is on the ball, you've got Wilshire who's literally ripping the shirt off him. Yeah, literally. And Quite he, literally. He it. Yeah, so, yeah. especially at that point during, during the game, I'd apply that action from Stevens into context. It's like, well, obviously for sure he's got a guy, he's literally on his back for a good 10 seconds. He's going to react like that. That wasn't the kind of shove or push that would endanger Wilshire. It's not something that's going to yeah. get him He's injured. not going to go to the hospital. He's not going to be hurt. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you have a firm word, you book them both. And then you kill it at that point. Obviously, yeah. you're going to have players that are going to rush in. They're going to try to influence you, try to say, okay, you shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that, send them off, send them off. But at that point, it's your job as a referee to kind of calm the game down yeah. and sending a player, especially in those circumstances, because Southampton players are going to feel uh, of, like... Of course. And I think what's frustrating is that you get, if I punch a player in the face or I push him in the chest or head, it's the same punishment. And I think punching a man and pushing a man is so different from each other. We'll take this call. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Good afternoon. It's Daryl from Middlesbrough, mate. Hello, Daryl. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Uh, thank you so much. Good, good, good. What was your views on that, that Arsenal victory this afternoon? Were you entertained by that game? Yes, I was rather surprised on how well Southampton did to get two goals. You know, they gave a very good game. Both teams went hammering tongues. I think it was a great game of football. Um, and I think, obviously, Arsenal had the more advantage after they won 4-1 against CSK in Moscow during the week. You know, so they had a bit more of an advantage. Southampton, well, I, I hate to say I can see it going downhill from here because a lot of people have already said that they're probably going to get relegated. Preferably, I actually don't want them to get relegated. But yeah, football's a funny game these days. I think with the Southampton... It got to a point now where they didn't kick on. No. And there's a kind of like... It, it, when players don't feel motivated... I mean, I don't want to speak as if I have that kind of insight, but when players don't see progression at some point, when you've been at that same level, that kind of mid-table, kind of yeah. pushing for Europa League spot, you, you, you're you not bringing in players. Obviously, they have a structure, they have a model for their club in terms of bringing players in, in terms of the coaching, in terms of the scouting, so on and so on but you're not bringing in players to kick you up a level. Yeah, I, I agree. There's I, a lot of changes with the managers. Th there and... is, and also, if the... If, is it Pellegrino? Was it many before? Yeah. If you're going to sack him and bring in... I mean, Mark Hughes doesn't fit the model that Southampton have, have been producing. They're sort of the default of their club, the types of player, the types of manager, the style of football they want to play. Mark Hughes isn't that. He's been brought in to save them, but he's been brought in too late. Like, that yeah. sacking should have happened five weeks, six weeks two months earlier. Mm. So I, I feel sorry for mm. the fans. I, I always do feel sorry for fan groups and Southampton, I don't think their fan base is hurt anybody. Yeah. They don't think they're wrong, mm. but they're kind of like, I feel sorry for them. However, as a football club, I hold them accountable because either Pellegrino was the right man. That's why you kept him so long. You might as well have kept him into the end of the season and let him rebuild a little bit, not, not in the same way, but like Rafa Benitez did with Newcastle. We came in, couldn't save them and then stayed. Let him rebuild again. If that's the kind of man you want, stick with your model. What I'm confused with Southampton is, is they've now gone for Mark Hughes. If they go down, which it looks like they're going to, mm. do you then sack him or do you use him to try and get you back into the Premier League? But he can't play the football on the style of football 
that you that you scout for, that you purchase, the way your academy plays football. They, they've yeah. got a very ingrained identity as a football club they're trying to create. It doesn't make much sense. And maybe that feeds into the players as well. well hang on, what's going on? This doesn't yeah. fit with what we're being told. It doesn't fit with how I was sold about the club. Yeah. The academy players, okay, we're going to be taught to play beautiful football in the academy. We're going to play for Mark Hughes and it's going to be... That, well, that, I, I don't want to be. I, I, I want to put Mark Hughes in the same box of like a Big Sam or a David Moyes. Yeah. I, I have seen Mark Hughes teams be capable of playing football. Yeah. But I do agree with you in a sense of like, you know, you, you've had Pochettino, you've had Puel, you've had Pellegrino, you've had Ron Keeman as well. Like you've had managers that, even if they have their differences amongst one another, they're still that thread. Yeah. In terms of the the kind of football that they coach. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Mark Hughes is, is a deviation now. <laughs> Again, you're looking at the rationale. Did you did you deviate because you you've seen a decline in how Southampton are plummeting, and you just like okay, even if it's a short term thing, let's just deal with it now, yeah. and then you know if he keeps us up, we'll let him go. Or even if you know we go down, we let him go immediately because then it's like okay, we need to go bring in the right man for the job. Now I get that. Daryl, really appreciate your call. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Take care. No We've got some more calls ready to come through. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Ricky Taylor from Borough. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I just, I, no, it is, mate. I just want to ring up and say why are we all getting excited about Arsenal winning at Southampton? These are the teams we should be beating no matter what. Yeah, I, I haven't heard too many... So who's getting excited? It, 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 all over Twitter, everyone's like, oh, we, 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 at the end of the season, do we not do this year in, year out, straight up, all the way through the middle of the season? Mm, mate, November, we, we, we sat here when we were off air and said the same thing, that this is, a, this is the time of the year where lots of Arsenal fans build up this false sense of security. They When there's no pressure, Arsenal will go and win. They might even win their last eight eight games because there's no pressure in the Premier League. And then it's that uh, next year's eight. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I would celebrate the victory. Well done. But I keep... Oh, yeah, listen, I, we all celebrate Yeah, yeah. But I keep, I keep saying well, this to Gooners. Do not get ahead of yourselves. Not with Wenger as your I'm manager. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. So you're seeing a lot of that on Twitter? Everywhere, every, it's, it's not just that, it's in my home. I live in Middlesbrough, you know what I mean? There's a lot of Arsenal fans up here, and you get it all the time. We've just done Man like, we're going to do like Wigan. We've done Wigan, but we're not performing against the Man U's, the Man City's, the Liverpool's, the Chelsea's. Yeah, we had the fluke against Chelsea 3 1. Look what they did when they came back in the second time. Do you know Man what? Man City's tear us apart. Four, what was it? Four, three, one in two games. Six, six, two in. With it two with two games against Man. Sorry, it's Ricky, isn't it, Ricky? It is, yeah. All right, nice to meet you, I'm Chris. Um, do you know what I find really interesting about what you're saying is because, and this is just indicative of like the whole community. I go on my timeline right now on Twitter as an example, and I wouldn't see that. I wouldn't see the majority of Arsenal fans getting excited. I think, if anything, the the kind of Twitter sphere that I'm a part of in terms of football, it's it's almost like the complete reverse, where it's just like we don't. We almost don't champion anything. I I know the most pessimistic football fans, like in humanity, and they're all Arsenal fans. You need to ring here, hook Ricky up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Move, to, <laughs> move, move to London. Move to London, and you'll see. Maybe it's just a different I thing. Think, I think I need to. Another thing as well. I was want to say, what do people do? When when you cannot stay after this season, I don't care if you win Europa. I've been a diehard Arsenal fan. I'm a true goner since since I've been fourteen. No, since sorry, for twenty four years, I've been an Arsenal fan. I've got them tattooed on me. I proudly go everywhere I go and say I'm a proud gunner. But this guy's now got to go. I don't care if he wins Europe and gets his back in Champions League. At what Let point, him go on the high, give him his shove, but he's got to be packed off now. At what point, like what season or what year were you sure that you wanted Wenger gone? I'm interested. Me about too late. 
it, it started going after we lost when we when we, when we lost the Champions League final to, to Bayern Munich um, to Barcelona. Wow! It asked, it, it's, it's like it's like it slowly didn't care no more. It's like it slowly every year he, he like, it's cares. Two thousand and six. That's club. what. Twelve years. Twelve years year ago. Wow! Yeah, you, you you definitely. Man, I weren't even shaving then. <laughs> what was I doing in 2006? I, I remember because Middlesbrough, my hometown, were in the were in the yeah you wrote plan against the bill yeah, yeah. yeah but they got torches as well. Macronelli or whatever his name Macaroni. is. Yeah. Macaroni, Macaroni, the bald guy, Massimo, Massimo Macaroni. Yeah, I was living that, yeah. that was amazing. I was living in a house in East oh. London with four four smoggies. Um, you, you'll understand the term smoggy, right? Yeah, 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 I do, yeah. And we were in we were in this room, and when he scored the the, the winning goal to go put Middlesbrough through to that final. That, yeah, I've, never, Bible, I've never seen. It? I've never seen a bedroom get destroyed and smashed to pieces. <laughs> they were so happy. They were smashing up their wardrobes. Yeah. Tra- and I was looking at them, thinking, "Oh my god, this guy jumped on his bed so bad it all collapsed." And I was like, "This is holding my drink, thinking I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen." But no, yeah, I, look, that's a long time to have wanted him out for, though. I mean, I've been 11, 12 yeah, Get Wenger out. Get him out. Listen, I know DT and troops are doing what they can. You know, with, with the with the campaign to try to get him to go to get listen. But well, you're, the me, long you're the founder. You're the founder. Hey, it, it, can I ask you a question then? When you see the Emirates, I don't care what the official stats say, they will add season ticket sales into right. that. There was easily only 40,000-odd people there today. Do you think those people that have turned their back on the club in terms of going there... They should there be ashamed to... of themselves. Why? Because... Because, because as a club, we've got to support each other. But, but let me ask you this question. So I wouldn't say this right. If I'm... If I'm dead against my, whether I love my club or not, if I'm dead against a football club, I'm dead against the ideology of a business. I'm dead against the ideology of of anything. Why should if you give Arsenal Football Club your money, all you were doing is feeding that snake whose head you want removed. If all your Arsenal fans keep paying in and they keep making the same amount of money, Arsenal Football Club are never going to make any changes because it's so, like it's, well, it's like it's like, it's like you're moaning me. I tell you uh, this, I was thinking this through this game. How does Wenger and the board feel when they look at that that beautiful stadium they built that was meant to uh, take you to the uh, the forefront of football? How would it make them feel to see themselves sat in sixth in the Europa League with a half-empty stadium? Then people not turning up, that's probably more powerful than any banner or any protest it, it, anybody can do. Because that's visual, you can see that. It's yeah, in the atmosphere. That also comes with impacts on our players. If we don't turn up, they don't think they've got our support. So we can't expect them to go and put that... that, that Creston on, on the chest like we do every Saturday and Sunday in every Europe match, that. every Champions League match, that. Ricky. and go out and play. You can't expect them to if we're not backing them. Ricky. I'm not saying we don't back the club. Yeah. We don't back Wenger at the moment. And Stan Kroenke has got to go as well. Can I ask you a question? His hunting channel. Ricky, can I ask you a question? Do you think on, any of that? Kind, do you think any of that kind of has to do with where you're from as a fan? Because no, I feel... I've, 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 I've been diehard Arsenal ever since I was... No, 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 no. But what, what, it's not about who you support. What I, what I mean to say is that I feel like there's... Maybe it's a London thing as well. Like, in terms of entitlement, maybe the culture. Like, I think, you know, I'm originally from Paris. I've been living in London since I was, like, six years old. But yeah, I didn't really understand the whole North versus South thing and kind of the different kinds of football yeah, fans and no, if that plays a part like I think it does like I'm a Man United fan from London and my friends from Manchester that support being from Manchester that people I know that I live yeah. there culturally they're different people yeah. and, and there, well, are, there are there are subtle I, I differences I think if you're more close to the club like you live around the club or you live in close proximity with, I think you you might have a different view because you see it more day to day you know how things are run and remember like up in the North East Arsenal, of England just like for going Arsenal, down Arsenal going season down tickets and fast I mean, Ricky, on top of that as well, don't get me wrong, Like I'm actually in, gr- in agreement with you in terms of it affects players when they see half-empty stadiums. Like I was at the return I mean, leg let's for... Let's face it, 
in the jo- in, in the George days, would it would, would would happen to be half empty? We want them gone. Would it still turned up and say, "Listen, we want you gone, but we'll turn up." Yeah, but see, now, I, we're losing I, I, a team, I, I, and we're I, losing I, all sorry, open. Mate, I don't mean to cut for, for me as well. Another th- sorry, Flag, but another thing I've got to pick with you as well. Just a little, you just put on your thing there. Welbeck shines. How can you say this kid shines? Well, I mean, he shined today, right? He shined today. One day, assist. one day, the, you, the only one of the time I can remember a really good Welbeck goal was against Man United when he scored against them. Yeah, but he did well today. But if, uh, if, uh, if, if Welbeck was such a good super, superstar, yeah, we wouldn't need Lacazette and Adebayongs. Adebayongs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we wouldn't need Ozil's to, to put across him. This guy's nothing. Why are we paying this guy yeah, away? Like, I don't think we want to confuse... Listen, at the end of the day, we're talking about one game. Why isn't he playing Lacazette and Adam, uh, Aubameyang up front together? Well, if I was, if I was a manager, Aubameyang. and I'm not a manager, but if I was also a manager, I'm looking at, okay, we've got a tough away fixture in yeah, another time zone. Next to Man U, haven't we? In another time zone, no, but we're playing CSK Moscow. We can't play Aubameyang on Thursday. Um, no, we can't, no. Do you know what I mean? And Lacazette, we want, to, want him starting. Remember, he's only just yeah. got back to fitness as well. Yeah. So you don't want him starting this well, game. And bearing in mind, he played... like Samson should be a warm-up game for Lacazette. Well, um, yeah, but I, I'm looking at it from both sides. If you look right now, whether you want to win it or not, I think Wenger's going to take the same approach this year as Jose Mourinho took last year. If you look at Man United's last sort of five or six Premier League games, I don't, we barely won one. Because he gave up on that and he and he rested and rotated to make sure players were at the top of their game, fully rested and fit and rearing to go in the in the, in the Europa League games. Because whether whether Arsenal fans want to admit it or not, if you win the Europa League, which there is a good chance you can mm. do it, you're a good team. If you win the Europa League, you take an abysmal season, and actually you take some solace from it. it, yeah. it it's, you're back in the Champions League, which means if Wenger, whether he does or doesn't stay, it means you've got chance of signing oh, better we, players. We know he's not going now. We know he's staying next yeah. year. But being back in the Champions League this, this year gives you a better chance of buying better players to keep yourselves in the yeah. Champions League and then that helps you signing a new manager. And when also you, when, keeping players. Yeah, and keeping players. You Personally, know, the only reason I, I want to win the Europa League that means we won't, we've had a better season than Tottenham. That's the only reason I care about the Europa League now. means we, we've well, I, but, but then I would agree like with you season. because last year I said the same thing. We finished 6th uh, or 5th I can't even remember yeah. now, but we won two trophies. So and could we got in the Champions League? We we done better than the team that finished second because we yeah. had tro- because we had trophies to show and we were still in that Champions League. So it all becomes in, in, and I get where you're coming from, mate. Look, really do appreciate that call. Thank you very Thank very you much. much Cheers. That's probably the longest call we've done with a fan nine minutes. But Joe, you know, if you ring us up with questions yeah, for definitely. us, absolutely do that. Get it done. We're going to take a look at the One Football app um, while we speak now. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang voted as man of the match. 2,618 votes. Danny Welbeck second with 830. That's that's insane. It's insulting, actually. I know Danny Welbeck's not. I know he's not as good. That's offensive. Listen, Danny Welbeck (laughs) finished two goals, two decisive goals, and an assist. And his assist was majestic. And it wasn't like a normal assist. Like, that was, if any other player of, like, the highest, if Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, Kane, any other player did that, We'd be ranting and raving over that. If Sanchez did that touch yesterday, Arsenal fans would be kicking off. Oh, we kept him. Do you think though there's this element in football now? I was talking about this with with, with friends yesterday at my, at my brother's wedding that there are lots of football fans now that don't really support teams; they support players. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you've got people now that are like Lacazette fans or they're Aubameyang Ma- fans. I, I'm seeing and... it. I'm seeing it massively in Manchester United. Like I feel like I know guys personally speaking. I'm not going to name any names that they will see a lineup. That is good enough to beat whoever's in front of him, but because Marshall isn't starting or Shaw isn't starting, 
or Pogba isn't starting, it's a, it's an issue. It's yeah. a problem as opposed to well, no, Lingard has just scored a great goal. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Of course, you, you get that. <laughs> you, you get that. But it's 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 a strange new world for football, and I think maybe our generation needs to get you. I don't know if we should get used to it though. No, because not, you, no, but to... do you know what you say that, and I'll try to say this really quickly. You say that, but I think about how I started supporting, like watching football, and it wasn't a team. It, I, I was saying to you, it was Ian mm. Wright, it was Nicholas Anelka, it was Patrick Vieira, it was players that made me love the club and then naturally yeah so that's why I'm so different it was my dad was like pick a club and you oh, just okay. pick a club so it, it's the club you support over every, which is why I always put more faith in the manager than I do the players because he's the head of that and I'll support the the the, the, the club and the entity over any of the players that are here yeah. for a short period of time but um, yeah, sorry uh, we had a call come through uh, what's your name buddy uh, Tom hello Tom who do you support mate Arsenal fan alright mate Give us your give us your view on that performance today from Welbeck, uh, the defending. Overall, are you happy with that from from the Gunners today? Going forward, I think we're we've improved. I think we're three goals against Southampton at home is a, is a good amount. It's just the two that we concede. All our problems are at the back. When so, you say improved, improved from where? Well, improved from when we lost four games in a row. We've now won six in a row. Okay. Do you feel like okay? Maybe it's just the way I interpreted that comment because the way I would, I personally would define improved, and that doesn't make yours um, any less right. Would be well, this is what we should be doing anyway. It's what kind of what Ricky was saying. Like this is yeah. this is a st- scoring three goals against a side in the bottom three at home. If you're Arsenal Football Club, is the absolute standard. So of course we're improved, improved in form, but I think maybe we're just operating at a level which we should be at. So. But yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. Um... Yeah, yeah, the the attack's not the problem; it's the defence. Yeah, I believe. Like it was abysmal. You got that player up front for them who's got what two goals in fifty games, and yeah. Staffy lets him walk to the front post. Which yeah, I can't even. Yeah, and he got he, he got in a few times behind. I'm not sure. So did Tadic a few yeah. times behind us centre backs, okay. and it is poor. All right, so. What would a success if you were to like go back to the beginning of the season, go back to August? What was a successful Arsenal season look like for you? With the two big Manchester clubs always going to dominate, and you got nobody really thought Liverpool would do this well. But yeah, I would have taken top four with a trophy. Okay, like FA Cup, Europe, Europa FA League. Cup. Europa League, one of the two. Okay. Well, again, that's your season. You're both Arsenal fans. I've asked this question of Liverpool fans a lot recently and they, they kind of, the answers differ. Some have said this new idea of, I don't care about winning trophies, football is now just about playing entertaining football. I, I don't buy that for a second. I think you're just saying that because you're worried Klopp isn't going to win you a major trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Definitely Arsenal right. fans though, I, I get the point. The Manchester clubs, the money, their power, their dominance. Chelsea has got a lot of money as well. Magic one time, you can get your team competitive again. What's the expectations now? Is it, and this is the, I, I get the protests, I get the one in Wenger out, but what, if you bring in, let's just say, let's just throw a manager out there, whether it's Simeone, Allegri, Jardine, whoever Lovely, it is, yeah. you bring the manager in you all want, you're all in universal agreement he's in, you give him two years to sort things yeah. out, what do you want him to deliver? What's the expectation in your well, mind? I, I, definitely, I definitely am happy yeah. but I, I want yeah. Tom. Well, what's, your, what's, your, what's your view, Tom? Um, well, exactly. What, what is the expectation when you've got two big Manchester clubs with unlimited money? Um, I would like a solid, like when we went 20 years in the top four, we could have done better then because there wasn't as much money. But I think top four and a trophy is is a good 
expectation. Now, there is one like manager I would really want to see Arsenal get uh, is Antonio Conte. I think he's passionate. He'd come in, he'd, he'd make signings and he'd he'd really push for Arsenal to compete. He's got a good week. Mate, we're going to carry on this conversation, but thank you very much for your call, Tom. Really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, I mean, Mike... What's your view? Yeah, it's, it's similar. It's in the sense of, OK, it's like a SWOT analysis, right? It's what are our own strength, strengths and weaknesses? What can we do around that? But also, what are the threats? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And at the end of the day, Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea to a lesser degree, yeah. are greater threats in terms of our ch- challenge for the title. So yeah, I think bare minimum, it's almost like the football manager thing when you set your objectives at the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, there's almost it, that, it, yeah. It's, it's that, it's like, well, at bare minimum for me, top four, bare minimum. That's knowing what Spurs are doing, that's knowing what Liverpool are doing. Yeah. And I feel like if you can, it's, it's like a, you do in increments, so... I use Atletico as an example. Right now, even though they're in the Europa League this season, which I think is like exceptional circumstances, it's like a one-off, I consider them an elite Champions League calibre side. Yes. Now, they didn't just get there overnight. Like, they don't come from money. Um, they don't necessarily come from a culture of winning like Barcelona and Real Madrid do. Uh, Valen- teams like Valencia have been more successful in recent times. Seville, Seville have been more successful than Atletico um, over the last few years. But it's, you know gradually building their status up in La Liga domestically, winning the Europa League on a couple of occasions. Then once they started like edging in there, they start facing teams. I remember in 2012, I think it would have been, when they faced uh, Chelsea in the uh, European European Super Cup, being able to demonstrate that we can actually play mm. the best of the best and look good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, from I think it was 2013 onwards, you've got them breaking the, the Dropoli between Barcelona and, and, and Real Madrid, which was an, a crazy win. And just to show that it, they just weren't doing that in Spain, they then also get Ooh, to the final. Twice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's been three years. And I get that. Do, do you think, with, 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 I know we've got a caller coming through yeah. on Discord in a moment, so we will speak to you in just a, it's a good discussion though. In terms of, I got asked this question in the summer, and this is why, again, I'm not angry about Man United's season. Oh. Because I was told, what, what does success look like? And it's clear out there. It's the video still up, and I just said, you know, cement ourselves into the top four this year because we weren't in it last, and a trophy, and that's success. We're close to doing that this year. If we, if we finish second and, God willing, win the FA Cup, I'm really happy with that season. My expectations next year with what we're going to bring in would then be this year we need to be competing for that title, which means with a game or two to go, we need to be able to still win it. Yeah. When I say that's competing for a title, that's being in a title race, yeah. not five games to go you're out of it that means you're a long way off so for me it's a case of that's the expectations and growth and I think that's one thing I would implore Arsenal fans to sit around and think about and you haven't all got to agree with each other because you're always going to get that's that's the great thing with football there's there's, there's opinions and and everybody can debate them the issue I could sometimes get with everybody that is Wenger out and I don't disagree with them wanting him gone it's who should come in and there's a complete vast opinion on who and then it's what's the expectations and some people are like well we to, out, we're Arsenal we should be winning the league and it's like how realistic is that I mean I th- actually think we could get to a stage and I think you said there about building Arsenal back up is important I think we could get to a stage 
over the next three or four years with the coaches we have at the clubs and the money and the prowess and the ability the Premier League's got, where you could actually get a season where between sixth and first, there might only be 10 or 12 points. And then you're in a mm-hmm. stage where it's, I've finished sixth, but I've actually done quite well this year. Like, yeah. if you look at it, and I, I, I just think football fans need to sit down and honestly adjust their expectations of what do I really well, want, thing, what do I expect and what's realistic in the current football climate. The thing about that, and I, I'm going to skim over this because obviously I'm um, worried that we've got corners coming in, is that we, what we also can't do is we can't get into the danger of dismissing the emotive part of the game and the emotive part of being a fan. Yes. Part of that is tied in with the kind of football that you're in like I'm a 30 year old Arsenal fan I started supporting Arsenal in 1997 I've only ever known Vengable yeah, yeah, yeah I've only ever known quality football up until maybe 2012 where there was just a dip in terms of the quality football that Arsenal played so and you also got to understand that not all teams because we we get kind of in our heads and think about like the elite teams and successful teams but you have teams like Athletic or Bilbao for example where they have an identity yeah and that expands to what they do on the football pitch so any kind of managerial appointment that's going to come in has to align with the identity that makes us really love the game. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, right? Like you're not going to buy for a minute that a Liverpool fan doesn't want their club and club to deliver titles. But Liverpool are a team where at their most success, successful, sorry, they were playing a, a brand of football that kind of captured them and, and kind of... And well, the same it, for Man United well, fans. It was interesting though. So I, I don't remember the great Liverpool teams. Yeah. What I've read about them is though, that they were quite boring. Okay. So again, I could be really, really okay. Dalglish and those players getting forward, but they, it was like pass. They go one nil up, and then it was they just keep passing the ball around the back, pass it back to the goalkeeper uh, using the pass back rule. Now that might be an over exaggeration uh, from some bitter supporters at that uh, time, but I don't think it was like the football we're seeing now from Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, of, so course, again, of course, of course. So it, again, I think it's that balance between, and also nostalgia plays a part. Like yeah. sometimes you think things. You know, my grandmother always used to tell me that the, the summers were longer when she yeah, was a kid, and it always snowed at Christmas, and it just didn't. I mean, yeah, the yeah. records prove that now. Yeah, 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 no disrespect, God rest your soul, but it's the truth. <laughs> uh, we've got a call coming through from Discord, and then we're going to speak to you about that very special offer about World Cup shirts. Who's coming through, Jay? Um, hello. Hello. How are you, sir? What's your name? Uh, my name's Adi Yemi. Hello, Adi Yemi. And um, who do you support? Arsenal. Arsenal. Give us your give us your thoughts on today's performance, and then and then we'll ask you a few questions. What, happy with the way you played today? I'm not. I'm not happy with it, to be honest. Why weren't um, you happy with today? We just scraped a win against Southampton. We were pretty terrible. Um, I get that, but they're fighting relegation. They're, 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 you know, teams that are in that situation are sometimes more up for it uh, than at any other time in the no, year because they become desperate. I don't, I don't really care. You don't care. No. Why don't you care about that? I want Wenger out. I get you want Wenger out, but why would you not care about something that's ingrained within football that I think should be respected? Why would you not care about the way Southampton feel and play? He left. Okay, he disconnected his call. I I appreciate he just wants Wenger out. I appreciate Mm. he doesn't care about other clubs. But I'm going to be really fair to Arsenal here. When you play a team in a relegation fight... It doesn't matter who you are. The best of clubs. The absolute best of clubs. When you're fighting a team that's... Because at that point, it's not even just about football anymore. It's you know, it's it's status. It's yeah. I'm not. I may not be a Premier League footballer next year. It, it may affect players and teams financially. Yeah, yeah. They, they a lot of them have 
some some have relegation release clauses, but a lot of them get paid less if they get relegated. It's all it's all in the it, there's a, there's a lot that there's a lot riding for yeah, these players, yeah, yeah. and they up their game again. Shane Long clearly again. Some people will blame the Arsenal defenders, but there's something about relegation teams. It's why every year there's always a special moment. There's a, the, the, you see a team that saves themselves. They celebrate like yeah. they've won the league. Yeah. That shows how much passion's there. Yeah. That has to be taken into account when you're playing a team who's got nothing left to play for in the Premier League. Yeah, I think. And you also listen. Also, I'm not playing for anything in this game. No. There's nothing. that too. And and, 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 and and the players that are likely to play on Thursday against Moscow, um, so obviously we're talking about Czech, we're talking about Mustafi, we're talking about Bellerin, we're talking about Elneny, we're talking about Xhaka Morrison and Elneny. Um, those players, do you think they're going to go into that game with the same kind of intensity that they would um, in, in terms of Southampton? Do you think they're going to go into that Southampton tie with the intensity and the commitment no. that they would for it, a team it, for it, a game that matters no and they never will so all that needs to be taken into consideration we do have a special offer I mentioned UK Soccer Shop uh, is the name of the, the company the information is in the description below you can get up to £25 off of an England shirt ready for the World Cup coming forward so if you are going to buy one whether you're buying one for your kids whether you're buying one for you your partner your friend or a present don't pay full price in the shops like everybody else will check out our exclusive link Below, brought to you by Fan Park Live, where you can get up to £25 off an, an official England kit. This, this isn't some weird one with like five lions on it or anything. Do you know oh. what I mean? You can put it through. Is someone on my Discord line, Jay? Who is it? How much does a pizza cost? Uh, it really depends where you're ordering it from, sir. Uh, we're not a pizza delivery place, though, mate. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Jay, mm. don't put these people through to me. I'm hungry now. Okay, cool. Yeah, but take my ears off so I can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave a bit. I just got this random kid talking about pizza in my ears and you guys can't even hear him. I thought he was live on the air. And I'm hungry now. Yeah, no, yeah, I am feeling hungry. <laughs> I am feeling hungry. Cool. So make sure we do that. By the way, just see all next nil-nil between Chelsea and West Ham. We will be doing a half-time and full-time show on that uh, via Fan Park Live as well. I've got a call coming through. Oh. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Hi, it's Mohamed. Hello, Mohamed. Who do you support, mate? I actually support United. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, good, good. What would you like to say about this Arsenal game today? Um, well, I mean, it's just average Arsenal. Could see the lot at the back, score a few goals, and same old, really. But, um... What I don't understand is that, I mean, Arsenal have got a brilliant attacking front line, but I mean, it's evident where the troubles are. It's in the centre's mid, and it's the whole of the defence. And I'm not sure why they don't sort it out. I mean, if you just look at what we did last season, we we had a terrible season in the league. We went and got back to it. So, I mean, although City won by landslide, we, we, we almost lit third to secure second. <clears throat> and also, if you just look at Liverpool, Liverpool, they were in danger of not finishing in the top four. What did they do? They spent eighty million on Van Dijk. I mean, I, I just think that's what Arsenal need to do. They just need to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, in terms of personnel, I, I definitely agree. I, I feel like if, you know, there should be quality, should be matched in every position. So if you're going to sign top-class strikers, top-class attacking midfielders, then you need to sign top-class central midfielders, yeah, yeah. top-class centre-halves, top-class defenders in general. Um, why they're not doing that, I, I don't know. Maybe they just well, maybe they just don't rate the players that may be available. Uh, you may ask yourself, okay, well, if Liverpool, a team of Liverpool standard could get Van Dijk, why can't Arsenal? So on and so on. Money. I, I think, I honestly yeah. feel it's Arsenal not prepared to pay. I could never see Arsenal Football Club mm -hmm. 
paying seventy-five million pound for, for well, any centre back. Well, well, you say that, but we're linked with Oblak, and apparently, again, it could just be rumours. Um, it could just be agents. Oblak won't. Oblak I mean, see, I, 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 mate, I, do you know why I disagree with that when it comes to transfers? As a Man United mm-hmm. fan as well, in the last mm-hmm. few years, and I'll, let, I'll name these off, and I, I know this more about my club than I do other clubs, but when we were linked with Di Maria, Falcao, Pogba, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, Matic last year, uh, and there's one other player as well, Le- uh, Alexis Sanchez, when those links first got put out there, we were told by every, even when they were like legitimate links and we knew yeah. we were involved, everyone, including the majority of Man United fans, that won't happen. No way are they coming to us. So I, I don't ever believe that. They, I mean, and no one would have said a bummer Yang would be going to yeah, exactly, Arsenal like if, a year ago. Yeah, no even one. Even when you signed Ozil, North yeah. we signed Ozil. Sorry? No, no, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we signed Ozil, no one would have thought a month prior we could have signed Ozil. When you signed Alexis, no one would have thought a month prior we could have signed him. Same thing from Bamiyang. That was probably the most surprising one out of the lot, to be fair, because yeah, he's a yeah. player that's been linked to Real Madrid and whatnot. And we also got to put, put ourselves in player shoes. Firstly, all of this is speculation. We don't know what kind of thing motivates a player of All Black. I don't think he's that profile of a player where he would turn his n- nose up at Arsenal. He, no. like He's not a Neymar. Um, he's not a, a Messi or Ronaldo, so on and so on. Yeah. And, you know, it's, again, it's, a guessing game of how like it's going to happen again like you said I mm. don't think Arsenal will be prepared to do it but if we said okay we're going to double your wages which Arsenal could easily do yeah, um, provided that we could provide them with Champions League football as well it's like well you may have more of a chance of being competitive in La Liga because there's only really three teams in there as opposed to five or six in the Premier League but you're playing at a bigger stage because the Premier League is bigger than La Liga not better but just it bigger is, it is bigger but it's bigger um, we're giving you Champions League football, you're living in London, we're paying you more, you know, provided that in terms of his personal life, his family situation, so on and so on, he's okay with that. Yeah. Arsenal could easily... Yeah, no, they they could. They, they could definitely... I think Arsenal, you know, it's like Thomas Lamar in the summer. If you offered the right money sooner, you didn't even need to offer 92 million, you could have got him for less than that. You offer the right money yeah. sooner. Thomas Lamar was one of the most sought-after properties last year. Lots of clubs were interested, and Arsenal were very close to getting him. Riyad Mahrez was willing to join. You know, the man ne- yeah. nearly went to Man City in the end. So it shows the quality of player that they're able to... It's about... At the end of the day, it comes down to putting... Oh. If, if, if that's the valuation the club sets... For, look, the, the Alexis Sanchez situation. United got him over Man City because we were yeah. prepared. Yes, via a swap deal, we were prepared to meet Arsenal's valuation, and we were prepared to pay the, pay the player what he felt he deserves to be paid end of the day the last two games he definitely demonstrated that he's, yeah. worth, that he's worth that money was it three assists creating another goal and scoring yeah. one like it, 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 essentially it was a free transfer in many many ways but it comes down to money it's about doing what the clubs say you know if you come to my house and say how much to buy your house off me and I say it's 350 grand if you offer me 270 and I'm in, and I'm in no need to sell my house yeah. I'm never going to agree to a cheaper sale you yep. either pay me that more amount or more otherwise I'm just going to close the door it's as simple as that mate really appreciate your call thank you Take care, mate. Still nil-nil in the Chelsea versus West Ham game. If you haven't done so already, please download the Ultimate Football Fan application. You can do this via Google Play, the App Store, or via our description. But In the description below, there's a link. You can do it really quick and easy. But if you go into wherever you download your apps from, just type in the Ultimate Football Fan. You will see us there. And the great thing is, yes, 
There's some content on there you may see here on YouTube, but there's lots of exclusive content that goes up each week, and there's more and more coming. You can only get that on the app, whether it's Mr. DT, Mark Goldbridge, Flex, whether it's Louis from 100% Chelsea, the fifth official, whoever it may be you want to watch, there is exclusive content on that app that you can get absolutely nowhere else. So go make sure you get that downloaded. Jade, do we have any more calls, mate? Yeah, put them through. We'll, another, we'll do another call or two. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Emmanuel. Hello, Emmanuel. Who's good, Emmanuel. Who you just bought, bruv? Arsenal. Good, good. What's on your mind? What do you want to say? Well, I think that it was a very stressful game to watch in my opinion. Because we made a lot of lovely mistakes at the back. I loved it. I loved it. I don't support Arsenal, though, but I loved it. It was You're great. Good, <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, but... Uh, when we got the goal, I was very happy, obviously, because of the considering the type of uh, the, the players that we use, no Urzil, no Mkhitaryan, or Lacazette starting. So I was happy. Okay. To get the goals. What would you like if everyone was available? What, what would you be like your starting lineup? I'm in particular like the midfield and the attack. Um, in the attack, I would go Aubameyang and Lacazette, a two-striker formation. Okay. In the midfield, I would go left mid, probably um, Ozil. In the two centre mids, I would go Xhaka and Wilshire. And then on the right, I would go Mkhitaryan. Wilshire and Ramsey? Yeah. Okay. What's your... No, no Wilshire and Xhaka. Wilshire, oh, sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like Wilshire ahead of Ramsey like, in terms of who'd start in your centre mid. You don't feel oh, like Ramsey's kind of like been outplaying him recently? I think Ramsey's played really well, but I'd play him for Europa instead. Well, that's the most important games now, though. Like, Europa League, I mean, I, I look at it like this with Ramsey. I think he's a quality player. I think he scores goals when he's given the freedom to do it. He also, you can't perform like he did from any football club. Yeah. If you put in a performance like he did, the next real competitive game, so today doesn't count, you have to play. I think it sends a wrong message out to a team. Unless there is a specific reason, there's a technical reason you know you might play Barcelona and think well I've got to sacrifice Ramsey because I need mm. to bring in a, a player that can man mark Messi yeah. or I might need to do something technical other than a reason like yeah. that when you're playing away to Moscow there is no one that you need to man mark like that or tactically change I think it sends the wrong mm -hmm. message out for a player to perform like that score those goals and be the man and then not be in the next team well, I, I think it sends the wrong message out across the squad it, it just says to people I can work or I perform and I still don't get a starting berth. I, I don't like that kind of attitude. I think he deserved to be in the team against CSK Moscow because he was your man of the match the other night and he's yeah. pretty much got you through to the semis. Yeah. I, Mate, I agree yeah, go on. with that. Go good. Look, really do appreciate your call here on Fan Park Live. Thank you. Thank you. Top man. Bye. Oh, yeah, it's still nil-nil in the game between Chelsea and West, West Ham. are having a go, a go of it. Those are still not safe themselves from the relegation fight, are they? So... What'd you say, mate? Cool. There we go. Well, listen, everybody, really do appreciate you all tuning into the stream. Um, it's been fun. Yeah. Doing yourself for the first time. Enjoyed that. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. good football talk. And that's what I like. A nice bit of good football. And there's probably about 100 more topics I want to talk to you about oh, as yeah. well. Where we were chatting off air as well yeah, that we'd love to do on air. We'll, we'll, we'll do that some other but, time. But time right? is a restraint. As mentioned already, please make sure you download the One Football app. Really important to us here on that show that that gets done. Um, I was actually at my brother's wedding yesterday. Someone actually asked me, how was the hangover? I actually don't know how I got out of bed. 
I, I counted because I'm really funny. Oh. This. I did like 13 Jaeger bombs last night, plus everything else yeah, I was yeah, drinking. Yeah. And I woke up at nine o'clock and I was right out in deep Essex. I had to drive right down to Surrey where I live and then back up to here in northwest London. It took me like three and a half, four hours. But it's all right. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good space. But everyone that was there was like, yeah, like all these people, I've got the one football app. And I was like, I'm, I, I didn't know you that's, guys watched. That's, that's nice. It was nice. Do you know what was really cool, there? actually? Mm. Um, on Thursday when uh, we played Moscow, because I've got my new iPhone X recently, and it's the first time I used the uh, AR feature. It's wicked, isn't it? Sick. So if you guys don't know what that is, you can get the starting lineups up. And if you've got a flat surface, like we've got like a big green thing here, you can do yeah. it on your carpet, your dining table. You can get the, the, the via the app, the AR feature, you can put the, the starting lineups up in 3D in your living room or on your table or in your garden, wherever. And you can look and you can move the phone. You can get up close. Yeah. You click on the players. It shows their stats and yeah. stuff. It's it's amazing. So it's it's really... We actually want to try and integrate that into the show, but we're just working out a way of getting that done. Um, but yeah, download the One Football app. It's great. It really supports the show. Thank you all for tuning in as ever. Take care. God bless. No worries. It's been a pleasure, man. And we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. Peace. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.